If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello everybody and welcome to this bonus episode of the Eurotrip. If you know me and James, you will know by now that we love dropping a little additional episode into your podcast feeds every now and again, but this one has a very special purpose because it is to prepare you for something very, very special coming later on this week. That's right. It is only, if you are listening on podcast release day being Monday, it is only two days to go until Concert in the Dark, one of the only pre-parties ahead of Eurovision 2021. And this is your exclusive pass to take you behind the scenes of that event to give you a little insight of what's to come. Yeah, we've got so much to come for you over the course of this episode. We will be joined by some of the artists who will be performing for you on Wednesday night during Concert in the Dark. We'll also be finding out even more about what makes it such a special event because it is a Eurovision pre-party with a purpose this year, which is very, very exciting. That's right. So we'll be speaking to the producer of the event. We'll also be speaking to one of the certified partners to the event, which gives Concert in the Dark a little bit of a twist on your ordinary Eurovision pre-party. By which we mean, by the way, it's uh, it's it's a little bit more ethically pleasing than uh, 
uber expensive gin and tonic, which is what you'd normally expect at one of these things. And I promise you, that's not the first time that the expensive gin and tonics will get a mention <laughs> over the course of this episode. Anyway, we have got loads to pack in over the course of the episode, so we may as well get started. All that and more still to come. This is the Euro Trip. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us here on your bonus episode of the Euro Trip. But don't forget, this isn't your only episode this week. We will, of course, be back with you in our usual slot on Wednesday to gear you up for Eurovision 2021, which is, of course, taking place in just a few weeks' time. Yeah, now we should say we will be joined again in just a few days' time on the Wednesday by another of the class of 2021. Uh, Keep an eye out on our social media channels to find out who that is. Of course, we are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we'll be announcing that. Now, disclaimer, regular listeners to the podcast, you may have become overly familiar with James's box over the last couple of weeks. New listeners, I'm going to give no context to James's box but he's not getting it out today. So I don't want you to get overly excited that that's still to come because it's not, because we've got loads to fit in. And in fact, we've got too much to fit in that I've already spoken for far too long. So as we said earlier on, we are going to be speaking to some of the performers who are taking part in Concert in the Dark very, very shortly. But first, Rob, you've been chatting to a man who is responsible for this event entirely. Indeed, a man you, I believe, know very well indeed. I've been talking to... Not you, but a man who sounds just like you. Uh, I've been talking to your brother. You certainly have, and thankfully it was you talking to him, so it didn't just sound like I was having a conversation with myself. (laughs) Yes, that would would have been ideal, wouldn't it? Although I would have got a huge amount of entertainment out of that, so now I regret that that didn't happen. But anyway, Callum is the brilliant producer behind Wednesday night's show, Concert in the Dark, of course. So I thought, let's sit down, let's find out a little bit more about the show, and that's how we're going to kick off this episode. So I started by asking him when he and the rest of the team behind the event decided this was something they wanted to do this year. Uh, Well, it's something that uh, myself and uh, Sam, the director of Concert in the Dark, have been working on since about January. I think it was quite clear, uh, especially in the UK at that point, that there'd be no kind of physical pre-parties being held uh, this year in the run-up to Eurovision. It's something that we definitely missed, both of us. I think everybody else in the Eurovision community who usually attends these sort of events, we definitely missed them last year and we knew we couldn't do another year without them. So uh, that's where the the idea was born, uh, out of not uh, out of knowing that we wouldn't attend one ourselves. And that's when we started to get the ball rolling to kind of work out how we could put something together, together virtually for, for the fans to enjoy. And how easy or difficult has it been to try and get people involved in the show? When you asked that, my instinct was um, very difficult indeed. Um, I say that because it's it's a lot of a lot of hard work to to organise a show like this. Some people might know we we organised Euro Jury uh, last year, which was a, a big event in itself. But this is uh, still big, just of a different nature. But at the same time, working you know you know contacting all the, the delegations and uh, special guests who we've managed to get on board. So many of them have just welcomed the idea with such open arms and they've been very willing to uh, set aside some time to create a, a dedicated performance for, for Wednesday night. Working with the delegation specifically, that's made it a, a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier. And you've mentioned it there, you know, working with the delegations. We are lucky in terms of what we can expect on Wednesday night because we've got a huge array of, of brilliant people joining us on the night. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right, Rob. Um, the the calibre of guests that we've got is is massive. And I think it's far 
uh, outgrew the expectations that we had when we started to put this together. I mean, we've, you know, the, the likes of Daddy Frere and, and, and Senate, who are two of the big favourites to, to win Eurovision uh, next uh, next month, are joining us as well as, you know, Tusa and uh, James Newman as well. Um, so that was it was great to kind of work with the, uh, the BBC a little bit to, to get that performance performance made as, as well as as the kind of the special guests that we've got um there's a very very special performance um I, I won't give too much away just yet obviously um but there's a very special performance from uh lake malawi uh which you'll you'll see on on wednesday night which it's, it's really special it's really nice to see how much effort they wanted to put into to give to give the fans a special eurovision experience now i was lucky enough as well obviously because delighted to be hosting concert in the dark for everybody on wednesday night so i was lucky enough to have a chat to dami im earlier on which is just brilliant that somebody such as her as well is joining us on on the show on wednesday now what can people expect from the performances because you've already seen a few of the performances you know they're going to be very different because obviously everyone is doing it in different places around the world but again that is what's so special about about the show yeah, you're absolutely right. So we've we've seen well, we've seen them all at this point already. Um, they've been put together prior to, to the event. Um, and what we've done, we've 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 asked the artists and the, the participants to record in a, a low lighting environment or a candlelit environment because when we when we started to put this together, we didn't want it to make it just like any other pre-party because yes, we we know how they all look and they feel, but we had a great opportunity to make this a you know an environmentally friendly a climate positive event so what we're doing we've got all the artists to record like i said in a a low lighting setting or a candlelit setting and uh, that has really made the probably the caliber of the performances look and feel uh different to anything that you've probably ever seen before um and and we'll be inviting the you know you at home the viewers at home to um match the, the the settings of what they'll be seeing from the artists with by asking them to turn off their lights or to, to light some candles to just to help them reduce their own carbon emissions while while they're watching just to just as we'll be doing in the studio as well while we're watching and putting it all together and just like the artists have as well naturally it's a party so we want everybody to enjoy what's going on on wednesday how are you going to be watching obviously you're going to be watching hoping that everything goes to plan which i'm sure it will do <laughs> You know, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to get some snacks in? <laughs> I knew it would come back to snacks with you. I knew it would come <laughs> back to snacks. I feel like I need to have a good answer for this. Um, I wasn't prepared. I've not really thought about snacks yet. Uh, it's been a lot of hard work up to this point. I've not really taken my foot off the gas and thought about a little trip to Tesco to uh, get some snacks yet. But um, for me, somebody on the podcast said chips and dips recently. Bella Quist, who was one of the yeah. one of the English language commentators at Melfest this year, yeah, yeah, she went into into a lot of detail about how the Swedes love their their crisps and dip. Uh, yeah, that was her. That was her. I, I can't probably I probably can't match the caliber of of chip and dip that she's going to have the flavors. I'm more of a more of a more of a tangy cheese Dorito kind of man. In, in, in all honesty, so that'll probably be my my accompaniment. And as the night goes on. And we know everything's going to plan and we know everybody's enjoying it. I'll probably maybe crack open a bottle of beer or two just to, just so I can enjoy it while everybody else enjoys it too. Just finally, take us through, firstly, where can people watch it, of course, on Wednesday? And how can people get involved? Yeah, so uh, the event is going to be streamed live on uh, uh on Wednesday at 8pm uh, British Summertime. 
uh, and 9 p.m. Central European time. Hashtag for the event uh, that we want everybody to be using as well is hashtag concert in the dark. Um, just to join in with a conversation online and, and interact with everybody like you ha- how you would normally do with it at a, a Eurovision pre-party. You know, if that's, you know, I know you can't dance along with people, uh, uh, you know, online, but you can you can certainly interact interact with them in the same way that you would maybe propped up against the bar ordering an overpriced gin and tonic uh, in London or Amsterdam. Now, I don't know about you, Rob. Uh, This is James, by the way. This isn't just a continuation of Callum talking. James is back. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Uh, I don't know about you, Rob, but many a times I've been to a pre-party and ordered uh, a drink that has cost a little bit more than I was expecting it to. I think so. That is the benefit of Concert in the Dark. You can decide your own drinks, everybody, which is very, very exciting. You can even have a soft drink and not feel like the odd one out if you really, really wanted to. If you want to have a a chilled, relaxed Wednesday, because we appreciate it, of course, as well. Concert in the dark, it's midweek, you might have something on on a Thursday. That's the benefit of, of this, though. You can sit at home, you can enjoy it, you can pop your pyjamas on if you really, really want to. That's not something you can necessarily do at a Eurovision pre-party. Although, uh, judging by some of the uh, the clothing that I've worn in previous pre-parties, you've seen some of my choices. You could probably argue that there were pyjamas, really, couldn't you? You could. You often end up dressing a little bit like a, a stereotypical French person. I seem to remember. There's normally a stripy shirt and a beret involved. <laughs> I was more talking about my, tri- my trouser choice. That's always a little bit out there, isn't it? Like a little bit of a garish golfer. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's a little bit too brutally honest. It's only jealousy that I don't feel like I could pull them off. Pull them <laughs> well, off pull as them in off. wearing them, not pull them off you. Oh, okay, should. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, anyway, where, where were we? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I... Um, I seem to remember having a double gin and tonic at the London Eurovision party one year and having to take out a mortgage afterwards. So, yeah, pretty pretty pricey. Absolutely. Been there, done that. But as we're talking about the London Eurovision party, uh, of course, we've still got more interviews still to come. We've got some more fantastic guests lined up for you in today's show as we look ahead to Concert in the Dark. Uh, but as I say, we're talking about London Eurovision party. And now, Rob, you've been speaking to somebody who is always, for me at least, the star headline act at the London Eurovision party every single year. She is the queen of London Eurovision. She is, of course, the United Kingdom's Eurovision entry from 2000. Ladies and gentlemen, Nikki French. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful woman. James will let you in on a little secret. Well, he won't, because I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Uh, Me and Nikki had about a 20-minute chat before the actual interview that you're about to hear. Found out all sorts about her life, which was very, very enjoyable. That was lovely. I was sort of sitting there in the background as as Rob and Nikki were chatting away, and I felt like I was eavesdropping in on a conversation I shouldn't have been involved in. I found out loads of secrets about your life, Nikki's life, things I think I'll probably have to take to the grave, I'm perfectly honest with you. I don't think we can reveal any of those on this episode. Anyway, that's for sure. But as James says, Nikki, of course, always front and centre when it comes to the London Eurovision party. She's normally there presenting the show alongside the likes of Paddy O'Connell, etc., which they always do a brilliant, brilliant job. Uh, We also hope as well, of course, that the London Eurovision party will return next year. It might be a different venue, but we do hope that we do manage to see that show return in 2022. But given that Nikki normally has such a special role in the Eurovision pre-party season, we thought who better to play a role in opening Wednesday night's show. So I thought I'd start by asking her how she feels the important Eurovision pre-parties play in the Eurovision year. I think it's great. I mean, it's it's giving them something special. It's It's making them feel special because... 
they need all the boosting that they can get. I mean, it's going to be hard for them. Part of certainly one of my special memories from 2000 was as the program started, as the show started, we were underneath the seating. Nobody realised that all the artists were underneath where they were sat and we were peering through to the auditorium and it was just so exhilarating, so exciting. You know, 13,000 people in this place um, screaming their heads off and, uh, you know, and we just joined in with it. We were just standing there going, ah! um and and so there's not going to be quite that so they need to be made to feel special and i think your your concert in the dark is a great way of doing it and and hopefully the the reaction from audiences around the world you know that week of may will will help as well um my my reservation is the whole rule about um pre-recorded vocals being allowed no please take it away take it away after this do not want it one of the special things about eurovision is that all vocals are live and if they let this one out of the box it's it's just going to become a karaoke show like x factor like you know all these other things you know it's special because good or bad the vocals are completely live and I, I really 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 hope that they don't just allow it to seep in from now on um, but I do understand at the same time changes had to be just tweaked and made in order to put a show on this year because they couldn't last year so you know we've got something going ahead and let's be grateful for that you're yeah you're very much not the only person that said that this year about the the vocal rule pretty much every artist who's been to Eurovision before who we've spoken to has has agreed with everything you've said I'm glad particularly because there was not really a limit either so everyone has gone for a 50-piece choir as the backing vocals whereas you know we all know the rule of of six performers maximum um and it, it it it's a good level playing field that way. Now you've got blooming great big gospel choirs doing the backing vocals. And I think some of them, I may be wrong, but certainly some of the live um, final performances that I've seen from the nationals is that they've somehow managed to use some sort of loophole and put their own lead vocal on there that they then choose whether they're singing or not halfway through and that's wrong you know all vocals must be live now one of the positives i would say for nosy people like me about events such as concert in the dark and everything like the pandemic is we will potentially get the opportunity to see into some of maybe the living rooms of the eurovision stars of 2021 (laughs) I wanted to ask you, you must have been in some brilliant houses of past Eurovision acts. I know you're great friends with Katrina. I bet Katrina's got a great gaff, hasn't she? Ah, oh, she's got a lovely apartment. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's nice. It's cosy. It's, it's just really, it's a lovely feel to it. Lovely um, brown leather sofa, that, that, you know, but, but cracked, you know, one of these sort of like really, uh, what they call it, distressed um, sofas and yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I love, I mean, we're all nosy parkers. I, I was saying to someone recently, you know, sort of when it gets to sort of twilight and you've got the lights on, 
if someone walks past, they have to look into a house. I'm the same. If someone's got their curtains open or the blinds are open and the lights are on, you have to look in. We're all nosy parkers. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, there have been some nice houses. There is someone who shall remain nameless who has almost like um, a, like a show home sort of house. And I went to their house years ago um, and they had these, lovely lamps on a on a sideboard and the cellophane was still on the on the on the shades you know I thought, that's not very homely is it well that's one thing that we can all look forward to trying to peek and see if anyone's still got the cellophane on anything in their house during concert in the dark anyway but of course we are you know we're coming up to the event itself i want to know what are nikki french's tips for having the best eurovision pre-party experience at home Oh, for me personally, because everybody knows I love, I, I spend my time in the kitchen and I've only ever hosted one, one Eurovision party because usually I've, I'm working on Eurovision night, but there was one year where I wasn't, um, I think it was the year Joe and Jake were our entry and I invited a few people around, only half a dozen people, but we we had a lovely evening and I spent, you know, sort of a day and a half preparing food. I just think get plenty of food, buffet food, nothing like finger buffet. That is a secret for me. Nothing that you need to find extra knives and forks and spoons and what have you. Finger buffet stuff. So quiche and little, I don't know, canapes and, and um Oh, lots and lots of stuff, sandwiches or whatever. But um, I'm a quiche queen, so I, I tend to bake a few quiches um, and, you know, little baked potatoes and things that people can just walk past the table, pick it up, put it on a plate and just, just help themselves. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's one of my secrets. Another is make sure the volume's nice and loud. Um, I went to someone's... Eurovision party one time and the volume on the TV was so low and everyone was talking and I thought I want to hear the songs so I kept saying can we turn the volume up please can we turn the volume up please um so yeah make sure if you're going to host people watching the show make sure the volume's up so turn the volume up and a quiche that's the secret to a great Eurovision pre-party that's what you're telling us plenty plenty of wine that sounds like the perfect evening. Nikki French, <laughs> happy Eurovision. Thank you so much. Happy Eurovision, everyone. And go UK. We've got a good song. Yay! Oh, Nikki French is one of a kind, isn't she? Secrets to a Eurovision party. Turn the volume up. Get yourself a tasty little quiche. I'll, I like to call you my tasty little quiche. That's what I do <laughs> no, sometimes no. when I'm out and about. Not in public. Come on, let's move on. <laughs> oh, no, you said it there. Nikki French. Oh, what a wonderful woman. And when Nikki French shouts happy Eurovision at you, you know that the event itself is not long. It's not long to go. It's not. We normally do this on Wednesday. We normally count down the days until Eurovision itself. I'm not going to do that. But what I can do is tell you if you are listening today on podcast release day, Monday, it is two days until concert in the dark, which is very, very exciting. Yeah, even we can manage to count two days, which is, as James said, when the event is. The event, we've already said it, but we'll say it again, and we'll say it, I'm sure, again for the end of the episode. 8pm, British summertime, on Wednesday, so 9pm Central European time, 
on Eurovoir TV. Make sure you don't miss it. And we also need to say that we are, of course, delighted to be partners of the event here on the Eurotrip podcast. I am honoured to be hosting the event on Wednesday, which is going to be fantastic. James, presumably your email got lost, did it? Didn't Uh, manage to find its way to your inbox? uh, Yeah, I think either that or... I mean, I'm quite surprised given that my brother's producing the event and I didn't get an invite, but never mind. Although we can say one thing is that the podcast may pop up and feature in some guise, in some way, shape or form. So if that massive guest list of artists taking part doesn't entice you uh then if i tell you that we are going to be playing a part in some way then i'm sure you are now desperate to see the show on wednesday night yeah if i tell you that you get a little insight into both mine and james's living rooms on wednesday night that should draw in the crowds i think oh shouldn't it just uh anyway we've said quite enough of course it's not long until the event itself but we've got loads more to to bring you today to take you a little bit more behind the scenes of the event uh, a little bit later on we'll be speaking to uh nikki tribble she is from more trees which is one of the partners of the event uh, more on that a little bit later on and more from some of the other artists too still to come some melfest legends some melfest 2021 legends still to come on the podcast He's not lying. Stay tuned for, for, for those. Very, very excited to be speaking to, uh, for me at least, to speaking to one of those. Uh, but first, uh, I'm going to bring you a little bit of an interview with uh, a Norwegian artist by the name of Helena Buxler. Uh, now, for Melody Grand Prix fans, you may recognise her name because she played a very integral part in the interval act of this year's grand final. And she will be premiering her brand new music video in Concert in the Dark on Wednesday night, which is very, very exciting. So I started off our conversation by asking her, what is the song that she'll be performing for you on Wednesday night? The song that I'm going to perform is a song called Ain. It's the Atlantic word for uh, lonely. The reason why I was singing this song at the, at the final was that NRK wanted to give light to to people all around the country. They wanted to bring light in a very difficult time that we all, all have experienced all around the world now because of Corona. Um, many people are lonely. Many people are uh, sitting uh, alone in their houses, parted from their friends and family and haven't been able to see the grandchildren, uh, family for many, many months. So uh, at this uh, very special uh, final, they wanted to to bring hope and light. So the reaction and um, from from people was enormous afterwards. It was, uh, I have never in my 20 year career experienced a reaction like that. And um, it was so, so touching. And uh, people were writing to me and, uh, to ask, where can I find this song? Where can I, where can we listen to it again? But uh, we needed to record it again because it was a live, live performance. And now we have recorded it. And we made this video that we want to show you guys before everyone, anyone else. So uh, and maybe we can give some light to, to, to people outside Norway as well with this song. I hope so. 
How important is it now that the song features in concert in the dark where people will have the lights turned down low and that the the <laughs> song the song really sends that message that sends the light doesn't it instead of people having the lights on instead the, the the song has a very special message for this concert doesn't it i feel so because isn't it what we are trying to do with music in this very uh hard times in a time where uh, the concerts are cancelled where we are sitting in our homes where people are losing hope when people are alone in the dark, it feels like it's in the dark because it's have been so, so challenging for many people. So, so it gives a, a bigger meaning. This is going to be the premiere of the music video. And mm. I'm sure that people will be watching and listening, thinking, I want to hear that again. I want to hear that again. And people mm. can, because you'll be releasing it as well as a single very, very soon. I'm so grateful that I, I'm able to release it at uh, the 30th of um, of April. And um, my dream with this song was that it go was going to give light to, to Norway. But I feel like this song has, has its own path and has its own way to, to bring light. And I'm um, I'm very curious what way it will. Uh, will we'll go i hope it will uh will travel to people's heart outside of norway as well this is the euro trip when you aren't listening you can find us on social media we're at euro trip podcast warming you up for the eurovision song contest yeah, welcome along, of course, to this special episode of the Eurotrip Podcast. We're about halfway through our preview to Wednesday night's Concert in the Dark, which is, of course, one of the biggest Eurovision pre-parties, one of the only Eurovision pre-parties of the 2021 Eurovision season, which is absolutely fantastic. We are so excited for the event. If you were listening on Monday, you've probably got, depending on when you're listening, actually, either under or over 48 hours time. Oh, don't start the countdowns again. Please don't. Uh, but as we've said so many times, there's still so much to come in this exclusive look behind the scenes of the event that is taking place on Wednesday night at 8pm UK time, 9pm European time over on uofwar.tv. Uh, very, very shortly, we'll be hearing from Patrick Jean, of course, one of the uh, star performers from Melfest this year. Swedish artists, of course, play a very, very prominent role in the show on Wednesday as they often do when Eurovision is involved, because we have to mention him, don't we? He's already on the poster. His name's already out there. Mons Zelmalev is joining us on Wednesday night. Which is so, so exciting. There's so many fantastic names on the bill for Wednesday. So many special guests, as we've mentioned. We're going to be speaking to some of them in just a moment, but uh, looking at the 2021 artists as well. Callum mentioned some of them uh, a little bit earlier. Senate is there. Tusa, of course, from Sweden. James Newman. Uh, the Black Mamba. Honestly, that list goes on and on and on. So plenty for everyone to look forward to on Wednesday night. But now, Rob said earlier on, Melfest legends are still to come on the podcast. And you have to wait no longer, because if you cast your minds back to Melfest 2021, it's not that long ago, it's only a few weeks, you may remember two old ladies who performed such You can't fantastic... call them old, sorry, I've talked over you, because you can't call them <laughs> old ladies. Now, now I, I think I can, only because when I spoke to 
you've ruined this because I was going to do a whole setup about introducing them. But when I spoke to Eva Ryberg a little bit l- earlier on, she described herself as an old lady. So it's only her words I'm taking. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'll take your word for it. Well, you've ruined this anyway, because of course I was going to gear you up and really sell the pair of uh, Eva and Eva who took part in Melfest this year with their song Rema Rama Ding Dong. Rema Rama Ding Dong. Ding <laughs> Dong. Ding Dong. I don't know why you just didn't just get me to do it on Concert in the Dark. It'd be cheaper. <laughs> cheaper, much cheaper for you. Oh, but yeah, I've managed uh, a little bit earlier on in the week, over the weekend rather, to sit down with Eva Rydberg. And honestly, for a 77-year-old woman, she is a fantastic load of fun. She's got so much personality, and you can see why Sweden and Europe fell in love with her uh, when she did Melfest a little bit uh, earlier on in the year. But I sat down with her and her son, who also wrote the song, ahead of her performance in Concert in the Dark. And I started off by asking her how she looks back on her memories of Melfest 2021. Well, we have a lot of fun, Ava and me, and we didn't thought that we should be in it because we are uh, old artists and women, uh, but they, they, did, they want us in the end, but when they send the, the, the song to us and uh, I ask, I, I don't want to do it alone, I want to do it with my friend, and then she said no, and I said, well, don't worry, they don't want, uh, want us in the end, so, you know. But it did. So it's going to be a lot of shock. But it was very, very funny, very funny and hard work too. So it must have been quite a shock to you then, judging by what you've said there, that people loved you so much and you got so many votes and you did so, so well. Yeah, it was very uh, great success on YouTube. And uh, a little bit on Spotify too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, your son is joining us as well. And he was one of the important people in the songwriting process. Kala, I'll bring you in here. What was it like to, to write such a song like this? <laughs> well, it was a great fun. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, writing this song to, to, to my mother and to Eva Ross. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. And when you were writing the song, did... Did you know it was going to be for your mother? Did it, When you were writing it, you thought, this is for her? Or was it just a song you were writing and then it happened to have gone to her? No, we, it was specially uh, written for my mother. Uh, so we had some kind of different chorus, but, but this was the one that stuck. So yeah, uh, we knew it was for my mother. Eva, when people are thinking about this song and remembering when you you two were at Melody Festival and they will, of course, remember that very fun, that very quirky dance routine the two of you had. Where did that come from? Because I believe there's a there's a, a very important story behind that. Well, no, I, I, I want to have I, I could see that you could do a funny dance with it. And we should do a, a, a dance routine that everybody could do, even Eva Roos. She's not a dancer. I am an old dancer, so I have to do it a little bit easy for her. And uh, a, a funny steps, too. And I think that people, they, they like that. So uh, I, I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I didn't thought that it should be like this. My God, no, <laughs> not at all. It's, it's been very exciting, though. Many, many people have sort of taken you two to the heart yes. and many people are doing the dance at home. And <laughs> I know. And another one of these occasions where people will be able to see it as well is on Wednesday night for Concert in the Dark. You and uh, you and Eva have performed it again. How exciting was it to, to be with her again and just to perform that song and perform the routine again? 
it's always nice to do it. And we shall do it uh, a lot of thing, a lot of places in, in Sweden too. It, it, it is so fun. And we are very grateful and uh, that you will have us in, in this uh, concert, yeah. I've, uh, I've seen the performance and it's very, very fun. I'm, everybody who's going to watch it on Wednesday is going to be in for a real treat. Uh, and also, very excitingly as well, uh, you've been working on some international versions of the song, uh, an English language version and a German version. Kala, you've been working on these uh, as well. What's it been yeah. like to, to sort of translate these into, a, into an international audience? <laughs> first, first, when we talked about it, we both were just ah, that's just that's too crazy. Is this gonna work? But the more we we thought about it, uh, the more like yeah, why not? So um, I know some German, <laughs> uh, and I, I let me have a try on this, and it turned out really well. So um, today we have recorded the backing tra backing vocals for the both both the English and the German version. So it will be released in the late of May, uh, the end of May. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. I can tell you for sure that I'm very excited to hear at least the English version. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. It's going to be Ramalama Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Very excited. Yeah. What, uh, what can people look forward to from, from both you and, uh, and Eva Rus as well over the next few months? Are we going to, hopefully, if restrictions ease, are we going to see you doing some live concerts again soon? No, not uh, no. We are we are working together at the theater that I am um, director for, and uh, that's that what we are hoping to do. But uh, then we are going to do a little bit of TV shows with our song, <laughs> because I we used to be a, a show artist before, but I I finished with that for a long long time ago, and so I don't have any song numbers, and so with Eva we've been you know, working with other things. So we only have this song now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. What would happen then if maybe your son again said, uh, Mother, I've written you another song. Do you want to do Melfest again? Uh, I, I said no, be, uh, because uh, it was a hard work. It is a hard work. You know, I'm 77 years old. and uh, But it was so fun. So I, you shall never say no in your life you should say maybe but i said no that time but now i say maybe <laughs> you never know <laughs> uh, we'll see we'll wait and see what happens one last question from me uh, of course on wednesday night for, for concert in the dark there's going to be loads of performances for people to watch it'll be like a mini party so i'm wondering how do you suggest people can enjoy that party Popcorn, of course. Is it called popcorn? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That that that's my favorite. Perfect. Kala, what would you say? <sighs> popcorn is good. Chips as well. Uh, something to dip uh, with it. Uh, yeah, maybe some some cola and to drink or whatever you want to drink some fantastic recommendations there um thank you <laughs> so much to you both for joining us uh, i really really appreciate your time thank you so much thank, thank you, you.
very much enjoying all of the snack suggestions that we're getting from all of the guests on the podcast so far. So far, we've got crisps and dip, we've got popcorn, we've got all sorts. Quiche, of course, from Nikki French. So that table's filling up, isn't it, for Wednesday? Yeah, don't forget the quiche. Oh, I can't wait for Wednesday night. I'm going to get all my snacks out. I might even get my Eurovision bunting out a little bit earlier. I was going to save it for Eurovision week, but with Concert in the Dark just around the corner, it's a perfect excuse to get the, the Eurovision party supplies at the ready. I might get the bunting out and then just leave it up. And then every day is Eurovision from <laughs> from from Wednesday until the 22nd of May. Every single day is Eurovision. Oh, we should mention some of the other special guests, of course, because you've mentioned there, you know, Eva is one of the special guests joining us. We've already said Mons Zelmalov is joining us. I only keep saying his name because I enjoy saying his name. Mons Zelmalov. <laughs> and also another special guest I mentioned earlier on when I spoke to Callum, the producer of the show at the start of the podcast, Dami Im is doing a couple of performances for us on Wednesday. Kaino or Kano, depending on how you want to say their name, they're with us on Wednesday as well. Oh, what a bill. It is such a fantastic array of artists. Something for everybody there. Uh, so make sure you tune in. We'll keep saying it just so you don't forget. Make sure you tune in 8pm UK time, 9pm European time over on U of War TV. Now, we have already spoken to one artist who competed in Melody Festival in, in 2021, but it's now time for another. Now, Patrick Jean joined the Melfest Circus in 2020 as a songwriter, of course, for the Mamas, who, of course, won that year with Move, where he returned this year as an artist in his own right with his song Tears Run Dry. Now, he didn't quite make it through from the first semi-final of Melody Festival and but won a whole host of fans along the way. His song did incredibly well in the Swedish charts after Melody Festivalen, so it is brilliant to have Patrick on the bill for, of course, Concert in the Dark 2021. I've said Concert in the Dark 2021, which therefore means that they have to organise a Concert in the Dark 2022. I don't know if the organisers know that. Yeah, there you go. As soon as Rob says something, it goes into law. So uh, if if 2021 goes to plan, or even if it doesn't, 2022 Constant in the Dark, it's happening. Yeah, that's the announcement. You heard it here first. Someone somewhere is panicking. Anyway, this is a long way of saying that it was great to have Patrick on this podcast, but also great to have Patrick as part of the show on Wednesday night. And I started, given his experience was such a positive one of Melody Festival in 2021, I asked him to reflect on his last few months? Well, I just actually have positive reactions. Like I've, I've received so much support and, and love. So I'm just filled with joy and I, I don't regret doing it at all because uh, I had a blast and I'm happy with my performance. So uh, that's what feels more, most important to me. And you know, the, the Tusa who won is amazing. So I feel like the end result was also like perfect. So, so I'm, I'm still very happy. And the reaction to your song has been fantastic, hasn't it? The reaction, yeah, it the reaction from the Swedish public and, and Tears Run Dry is, you know, it's really done extremely well. It has. And I, you know, I, I had no expectations and I didn't know what's, what was going to happen. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to like take it all in and enjoy the ride, you know? We're gonna dance till our tears run dry. Wanna forget for a little while. Maybe we'll find a goodbye. We're just thinking now. We're gonna dance till our tears run dry. Tears run dry. 
So now Melfest is, is over and done with, but you, of course, are presumably, as a result of Melody Festival and everything that happened there, and, you know, that means you're very busy. Yeah, well, I mean, I've uh, taken some time, like, not doing as many interviews and stuff, but I'm writing a lot of new music to have some upcoming singles. Uh, but yeah, hopefully soon I can get out there and, and play some live music and, and stuff like that. Because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to do that. Before we have a quick chat about Concert in the Dark, which is of course why we're having a conversation today, I did want to ask, of course, you were in Melody Festival and this year, do you think you'll go back in the future or would you like to? Uh, I will never say never. Uh, I, I definitely think I would want to do it again. Um, I don't know how soon, though, but uh, hopefully when there is a live audience and, and you know, a, a full arena, because uh, you kind of miss that atmosphere a little bit. But I'm in no rush to do it again. But um, yeah, I think it's possible in the future if I have the right, right song. You know, it's for me, it's that's the the main thing, and that's why I entered this year because I love my song. So it depends on if I have the perfect song or not. And still, an opportunity maybe for you to return as a songwriter as well. As well. Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing both. So you know, maybe I'll come back next year as a songwriter, or maybe I'll be there on stage. Who knows? Very, very exciting. No, we can't wait to find out what happens. Uh, one thing we definitely know is happening is in a few days' time, uh, we've got Concert in the Dark, which is one of the only pre-parties ahead of this year's Eurovision Song Contest. It is fantastic to have you involved. So can you just tell us what people could expect from your performance? Well, I'm going to do something very, you know, um, very down-to-earth, very honest and uh, personal because you know it feels like the whole concept of concert in the dark is this intimate feeling where you can connect a little deeper with the audience so I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do some acoustic versions of uh, some of my music and uh, yeah I'm just excited to sing and perform so I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of this and that you're doing this whole thing. I think it's amazing that, you know, initiatives like this exist. Yeah, it really has shown, you know, what we can achieve just in our own homes kind of this year. Isn't yeah. it? That's one thing we've learned. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like people need the sense of community and, uh, you know, coming together and especially to warm up before your vision. Like it's, it's, it's just perfect. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to, to see your performance on Concert in the Dark. And it's brilliant to have you as part of the show. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy it. And I, ha you know, I'm going to have a blast doing it. So uh, just thanks for having me. So you heard it from Patrick himself. He is hoping that you have a blast on Wednesday night, just as much as he will when he's performing his Melfest song from this year, Tears Run Dry. As Rob said a little bit earlier on, it was a fantastic song. People across Sweden and across Europe absolutely loved it, have taken him to his heart. So it's great to have him as part of Concert in the Dark on Wednesday night. And you heard it in that interview as well. He said, who knows, maybe as a songwriter or as an artist in his own right, he hopes to be back or could be back in uh, Melfest 2022, which is very, very exciting. Uh, also, James, before we finish the episode, because now we've only got one more person to hear from, uh, I wanted to ask you a question that we asked on our Twitter account on Sunday, which was, what is your favourite photo you have from a Eurovision pre-party? 
Oh, you know me, Rob. We, I think we talked about this on the podcast. Was it last week or the week before where you said, oh, you love a French artist, don't you? And the answer to that is, yes, I do. And back in 2018, of course, uh, France were represented by Madame Monsieur. And 2018 was the year I sort of followed them around Europe, really. I saw them in all like a places. Like a terrifying stalker. <laughs> It was in a positive manner, I, uh, I assure you. Uh, but of course, they were at London Eurovision that year and uh, I managed to get a, another photograph with them there, which is which is treasured because uh, I love those two uh, as an artist. So it was fantastic to meet them uh, and see them perform on that night. This is just another excuse for me to tell the anecdote about me and Darude. I think I've told this a million times before. Uh, Darude, of course, representing Finland at Eurovision 2019. He performed at the London Eurovision Party. Everyone was queuing up for a photo with Darude because he got kind of got involved in the dance floor, which people may remember, which was very, very exciting. There he was with his massive head. I don't know, what, I don't know <laughs> if anyone else has ever said this about Darude, but he's got a big old skull on him. You told me off earlier on for describing uh, Eva as an old lady. I don't think you can go around saying Darude's got a massive head. <laughs> <laughs> I never said it was a bad thing. I never said it was a bad thing. What I was going to say is that's probably Darude now never coming on the Euro trip. <laughs> anyway, uh, people were keen up for a photo with Darude. I was one of them. Uh, Darude, though, instead of taking a photo of me and Darude on my phone, took a photo of me and him <laughs> on his own phone. So I have never seen that photo. And hopefully Darude still got it on his. Maybe it's his background. It, he was on the dance floor, wasn't he? He went, is that, is that the Euro trip swap, Lily? I think it is. I need to get a photograph with him. Bound to have. Bound to have. I reckon maybe he's got it framed. Maybe in the downstairs loo or something like that, where you put all your prized photos. That's where he's got the uh, the platinum record for Sandstorm. Right next to that is a picture of Rob Lilly. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we've gone well off track, but we do have one more interview to squeeze into this jam-packed episode or jam-packed bonus episode of the Eurotrip. Uh, it's an interview with Nikki Tribble from More Trees. Because Concert in the Dark, as we've mentioned, isn't just any old pre-party. It's a pre-party with a difference, because the event is aiming to be climate positive. We are, of course, asking you when you watch on Wednesday night to turn off your lights, to watch maybe in candlelight, or just to turn the lights down a little bit low, because we want to create a special atmosphere. But as James is saying, there is a reason behind it. Absolutely. We all know what state the planet is at the moment. We are all having to make differences to our lives to try and sustain the planet and make sure people can live here forevermore. David Attenborough put it better. Yeah, but but I know what you mean. I think he did. I did send him an email to see if he'd come on and talk about it, but he was a little bit busy. But you know what I mean. Um, And one of the ways in which Concert in the Dark is trying to do that is by partnering with More Trees. In fact, More Trees is an organisation which does exactly what it says on the tin. It aims to plant more trees across the globe. And on Wednesday night, viewers will be encouraged to donate money to do just that. So I sat down with Nikki from the organisation and I started off by asking her what the history is of More Trees. Yeah, so we started More Trees really um, just to make... Uh, carbon offsetting and planting trees easier for everyone and anyone whether you're an individual or a business Um, and to also make it affordable we just felt that it wasn't um, obvious that tree planting could be affordable that it could be that it could happen at the click of a button or automatically so we set out to sort of change that and you know make a bigger positive impact on the planet. How exciting is it for you or for more trees rather to be partnering with Concert in the Dark? It's, I mean, professionally for Mortaries, it's really exciting. Um, it's a huge event. Um, we're really 
happy to support it, especially on Earth Day um, and to really promote, um, you know, doing better for the planet and how easy it is. Um, and on a personal level, I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm a massive Eurovision fan. Um, so, yeah, this, this is um, personally very exciting as well as professionally. I'll ask you about Eurovision in a second. Um, but also, it's because obviously this event is going to be streamed around the world. Of course, there's going to be a lot of people from across Europe, especially, who are going yeah. to be watching it and seeing the Mortrees uh, logo there, the brand and all that sort of thing. So it must be very important that you know that this is not just going to be in the UK, but across Europe and the world, people are going to be able to get involved in this. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the, the bigger, the more people we can reach and the more people we can reach through through the event, the better because, the you know, the more trees that are planted and the bigger impact that we can have on the planet um, and, you know, climate action and planting more trees to benefit. And also, to, yeah, planting trees to not only benefit um, the planet and offset carbon emissions, but the, these tree planting projects also have co-benefits as well. So poverty alleviation, um, you know, supporting wildlife, lots of different things. So, you, you know, the, the sort of the carbon offset is the added bonus and these trees are going to have a massively huge impact in the actual projects themselves and with the local communities. When people are watching on Wednesday night, they're going to see the More Trees logo, they're going to want to get involved. And when they donate their money, what exactly is going to happen when the press donate, they send over some money? What exactly happens to their money? So Concert in the Dark is going to collect the money um, and then they're going to use it um, to plant trees by us. Um, and then what we do is so we have um, projects across the world um, and we work with tree planting partners. So they will get to work um, planting these trees, obviously in the right seasons, um, and they pick um, the, the trees um, that are going to be planted. So indigenous tree species, the ones that are going to have the best and biggest impact. Um, and yeah, and they'll get to work and together we can make a really, really big impact um, on the night, but also in the future. That's sort of the nice thing about trees. Um, they're just not going to be planted um, as a one-off. They're going to be continuing uh, having plenty of benefits long into the future. Now, we know a lot of Eurovision fans especially are from younger generations. And I guess it's safe to say that especially younger generations now are very conscious about the environment and want to do their bit for, for making the, the planet a better place to be. If people want to get involved in, in this sort of project further, are there any ways that people can do that apart from just donating their money on Wednesday night? Yep, definitely. I mean, we've built more trees to be able to be used by anybody, um, you know, whether you're um, just donating as a one off, whether you want to do a monthly subscription, uh, whether you want to um, gift trees, so you can plant trees on behalf of other people as well. So you can really implement it into your into your lives. And we've actually just launched a, an exciting new integration uh, with a platform called um, IFT. So it's if this, then that, uh, which means that you can automatically plant trees by telling Alexa to you can do it anytime you spend on your your bank card. Um, anytime you switch your, your uh, smart lights on, um, you can do it uh, anytime you complete a run on Strava. Um, I don't think that's going to have me planting many trees, but, <laughs> but the bank card probably will. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's safe to say that people can get involved in many different ways as well. Yes, definitely. That's how we built it to just make it really, really simple and easy. Now, you mentioned earlier on, you are also a Eurovision fan, so it's very, uh, very special for you personally to be involved with Concert in the Dark. I've got to ask, of course, people will be um, maybe at home alone watching on, on Wednesday night, but maybe they'll be able to have a bit of a party uh, on Wednesday night with the rest of their family who live with them. And then looking ahead to Eurovision, of course, uh, in May, when we can maybe have a, a bit of a bigger party. Yeah. Tell me about the ways that you would be able to, to watch this and have a bit of a party. 
Um, I mean, for me, Eurovision just means party. Um, aside of this podcast, I've talked about me and my friends have a, a party every single year for Eurovision where we uh, dish out countries um, by, by names in a bowl. Um, and then we dress up and we just have a lot of fun. And yeah, to me, Eurovision is all about, you know, having fun, throwing caution to the wind, you know, just having having a laugh, um, drinking, eating and just celebrating um, everything, really. Oh, absolutely. I think everybody's going to get involved this year. Yeah. I want to know what your favourite country is. If you had to pick one to dress up as, what would it be? I mean, so we've been doing a party for, I think it must be 11, 12 years now. I've never, ever had the UK. That's that's the one that I want to dress up as. So, yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. Watch this space. Exactly. Uh, one final one for me. Of course, people will be donating um, via Concert in the Dark to More Trees on Wednesday night. Uh, mm-hmm. But if people want to know more about it, where can they go to find out more details? Yeah, they can just head to our website. So we're at moretrees.eco. Um, and then we've got um, social media pages, which are forward slash uh, moretreeshq as well. So you can find us there, find out more information um, and get involved. Perfect. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us and enjoy the show thank on you. Wednesday night. Thank you. And thank you to you. And thank you to everyone that will be donating as well. It's hugely appreciated. So there we have it. They are some of the people involved in the incredible concert in the dark, which you have got to look forward to on Wednesday night. Some of the people putting it together, some of the people behind the reason for the event, and also some of the incredible artists who will be joining us and who will be performing some incredible songs, performances, music videos. It's all happening. It is, and it's not too long to go. It is on Wednesday night, Earth Day itself, at 8pm UK time, 9pm Central European time, over on youofwar.tv. I, for one, am so excited. Uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. I've seen some of the performances you will be looking forward to on Wednesday night, and I can back up what Callum said. We are in for an absolute treat. Yeah, it is going to be a fantastic evening because it is so good, isn't it, when the Eurovision community can just come together and just enjoy our love for the contest in what is going to be, we've already said it a million times, a very special event. Thank you very much to the team who have put it together. I look forward to joining you on Wednesday, of course. Can't wait to be hosting the show on Wednesday. If you found my voice annoying on this, bad luck quite a big event on Wednesday goes on for quite a long time so uh, yeah you might be hearing quite a lot of me but don't worry that's not necessarily a bad thing of course the night is dedicated to the artist of 2021 and all those special guests we've got to look forward to uh, let me let you in on a tiny secret James Newman is the performance that I would definitely recommend sticking around for that I tell you is something else and once more as a reminder if all of those names and all of those performances don't draw you in you will get to see both mine and james's living rooms so it's it's not all bad (laughs) it's a treat in any way you look at it so i'm going to say it again for the millionth time but only to remind you to tune in at 8 p.m uk time 9 p.m central european time on wednesday night on uofwar.tv don't miss it Don't miss it. That's it. You heard it here. It's going to be a fantastic show. And of course, before we say goodbye, we have to remind you that that isn't the only thing to look forward to on Wednesday because the Eurotrip will return. We'll have a brand new episode on Wednesday, of course, when we will bring you another of the class of 2021 and all the very latest news from the world of Eurovision. 
That's right, we've got loads to look forward to on Wednesday as a result. So in the meantime, until we see you again, uh, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, Rob, it's goodbye. And from me, James, it's goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.